Welcome to day 170 of Shaped by the Word. We're in our third season, the story of the prophets. Uh, we're reading through the prophet Jeremiah. And Jeremiah actually begins to prophesy before there's even a hint of destruction. He prophesies all the way through the judgment and destruction, you know, of Jerusalem and, and of Judah. And of course, we'll also prophesy, you know, to the people who have been carried away in exile. Uh, we come to chapter 18, and this is one of the most famous scenes, you know, in uh, Jeremiah's prophecy as he goes to the potter house and watches the potter work with the clay. And the Lord says, am I not like the potter who can do with the clay, you know, as I please? So we come to a very important chapter, you know, in the book of Jeremiah before we uh, before we read, you know, we always we always pause. What a gift God has given us as he has uh, breathed out his word. He hadn't left us guessing who he might be or what he might want, but he's revealed his heart and his character to us. And not only does his spirit breathe out, you know, breathe into the, you know, breathe out the word of God, but it also breathes it into our hearts and lives as he illumines us by his spirit to, to know him. So we come with a desire that God, by his spirit, would take his word and build us up in Christ Jesus. So before we read, Matt, why don't you uh, offer a word of prayer? Yeah, let's pray. Father, we um, pray exactly that, um, that you would build us up through the reading of your word. Um, that, Father, we would glorify you in this time and, and be encouraged and edified, um, transformed and shaped by your word. We thank you that you have spoken to us, um, that you reveal yourself to us. And and even now as we read, you, um, you guide us and empower us by your spirit. Um, so, Father, we ask for for wisdom as we read. We ask to see you more clearly. Um, Father, we ask that you would um, do a great work in us and through us um, as we read together. Would you be glorified? It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Jeremiah 18. This is a word that came to Jeremiah from the Lord. Go down to the potter's house, and there I'll give you my message. So I went down to the potter's house, and I saw him working at a wheel. But the pot he was shaping from the clay was marred in his hand. So the potter formed it into another pot, shaping it as seemed best to him. And then the word of the Lord came to me. He said, Can I not do with Israel as the potter does? Declares the Lord. Like clay in the hand of the potter, so are you in my hand, Israel. If at any time I announce that a nation or a kingdom is to be uprooted, torn down, or destroyed, and if that nation I warn repents of its evil, then I will relent and not inflict on it the disaster I had planned. And if at another time I announce that a nation or a kingdom is to be built up and planted, and if it does evil in my sight and does not obey me, then I'll reconsider the good I intended to do for it. Now therefore say to the people of Judah and those living in Jerusalem, this is what the Lord says, Look, I am preparing a disaster for you and devising a plan against you. So turn from your evil ways, each of you, and reform your ways and your actions. But they replied, That's no use. We will continue with our own plans. We will all follow the stubbornness of our own evil hearts. Therefore, this is what the Lord says. Inquire among the nations who has ever heard anything like this. The most horrible thing has been done by virgin Israel. Does the snow of Lebanon ever vanish from its rocky slopes? Do its cool waters from distant sources ever stop flowing? Yet my people have forgotten me. They burn incense to worthless idols, which made them stumble in their ways in the ancient paths. They made them walk in byways on roads not built up. Their land will be an object of horror and of lasting scorn. All who pass by will be appalled and will shake their heads. Like a wind from the east, I will scatter them before their enemies. 
I will show them my back and not my face in the day of their disaster. They said, Come, let's make plans against Jeremiah, for the teaching of the law by the priest will not cease, nor will the counsel from the wise, nor will the word of the prophets. So come, let's attack him with our tongues and pay no attention to anything he says. Listen to me, Lord. Hear what my accusers are saying. Should good be repaid with evil, yet they have dug a pit for me. Remember that I stood before you and spoke in their behalf to turn your wrath away from them. So give their children over to famine and hand them over to the power of the sword. Let their wives be made childless and widows. Let their men be put to death, their young men slain by the sword in battle. Let a cry be heard from their houses when you suddenly bring invaders against them. For they have dug a pit to capture me, and they have hidden snares for my feet. But you, Lord, know all, things, know all their plots to kill me. Do not forgive their crimes or blot out their sins from your sight. Let them be overthrown before you. Deal with them in the time of your anger. Uh, you see uh, two sides of Jeremiah. One is pleading with the people to turn and repent from the Lord and and desperately uh, desiring that disaster doesn't fall upon them. But you also see them as they turn against him. Jeremiah, you're praying just the opposite. Okay, Lord, do what you've planned all along. What uh, the consequences that they have ignored, the message they won't listen to, come back on them so that they can see that you indeed are God. And, uh, you know, we can never underestimate, you know, the, these kinds of prayers. Obviously, our Lord prayed the opposite prayer, you know, not let this great you know, catastrophe come on them, but Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. But both are part of the proper, you know, rhythm, you know, of, of, of our humanity, you know, in the, in the presence of Christ, to pray both for the forgiveness of our enemy, but to pray for the justice of God to be enacted. Mm-hmm. And uh, we probably don't know this kind of desperation because we haven't lived in this kind of, of, of moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you hear, you hear uh, part of the lament, you know, that uh, Jeremiah is praying at this time. And that's where you see just how far the people have gone, you know, the, in kind of verse 11, this is what the Lord says. Look, I'm preparing the disaster for you and devising a plan against you. So turn from evil ways, each of you, and reform your ways and your actions. But they will apply. It's no use. We will continue with our own plans. We will all follow the stubbornness of our evil hearts. What a sad line to read as you're just reading through the narrative of the Bible and seeing the constant pleas that the prophets have had time and time again to the people to avoid the curse, to enter into the blessing. And yet, because of the stubbornness of hearts, they go away from the blessing of, of the Lord. And as we say time and time again, but we do the same. No, it's as you pointed out yesterday, you know, looking, uh, looking back, you know, 2000 years in history, we see the foolishness of their ways. Uh, what we do not see nearly as clearly as the foolishness of our own ways and the choices that we have made that uh, lead us, you know, as Katie was talking about yesterday to desolation rather than, you know, to the life that only, you know, God can give. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just think God is so gracious to give these images. The, I'm just thinking of the potter image at the beginning of the chapter. I mean, he doesn't have to do that. And yet he gives these beautiful, um, helpful images to Jeremiah and to us so that we can more understand his perspective. And he doesn't have to do that. And, but it is helpful to, as I read that, just thinking, of course, like I, I, I would expect a potter if if a pot is marred and to fix it and in order to fix it he has to 
undo it and make it something oh. new. And, um, that, that makes sense to me. And, you know, of course it's not, it, it involves people. And <laughs> so it's really difficult and, and painful. Um, you, there's death and judgment and it's, and it's terrible. Um, but so is sin. And we have to see that the Lord is handling sin in a rightful way. Um, and wow, it just makes me, um, so thankful that he has dealt with my sin, um, in a just way, but, but in a way that still gives me life, um, by, by the sacrifice of Jesus. So, man, it's just, yeah, I just love that, that image. No, it is. It is a wonderful (laughs) image that he has molded us and shaped us, you know, after his will. And of course, this is a famous, you know, uh, famous passage that Paul will quote, Mm -hmm. you know, in Romans where we talk, you know, does not the potter have the right out of the same lump of clay to make, you know, two different, you know, vessels. Mm -hmm. Uh, When you take it back and put it in context, uh, the fault is, you know, uh, it's not simply the choice of the potter, but the fault is found in the clay Mm -hmm. itself. And there's this wonderful, you know, inside into the mystery of God, you know, if a nation, you know, that I have pronounced judgment against relents, then I will change my plans toward them. And in a nation that I have pronounced blessing on uh, turns to evil, then I, you know, will change, reconsider the plans that I have for him, even though God in his, you know, sovereign knowledge and even in his uh, sovereign ordaining power has, you know, has willed everything that is to come. There's a dynamic there, you know, that we need not lose sight of. And, and of course, we usually are gravitate to one side of it. And I know a lot of us are really leaning into human responsibility and it's more about us. And a lot of us leave in to divine sovereignty. You know, it, it's much more about him. And of course, the answer is yes. yes. God, God, in a way that we will never fully fathom, you know, works in the human dynamic in order to bring about, you know, his will. And, and so the call for us really is to, uh, if we have been walking in the blessing of the Lord, not to take it for granted, and if we're walking away from the Lord, you know, to quickly repent and you know, return back to Him, which is still uh, the call that He is giving, yeah. you know, to the nation of Israel. Well, and you know, over the last couple of chapters, that's one of the interesting things that we've seen kind of developed here is you see Jeremiah kind of wrestling with what he sees, and you know, the Lord comes to Jeremiah, and and Jeremiah, we you know, we read a little bit of it yesterday, just that returning to the Lord, like lamenting, uh, even kind of like repenting, like, you know, just being renewed in a lot of ways. You know, Jeremiah's had a hard time. And then the the indictment continues, you know, in verse 15, yet my people have forgotten me. They burn incense to worthless idols, which made them stumble in their ways in the ancient past. They made them uh, walk in byways on roads not built up. And and the rebellion of God's people, not, not just that they've forgotten him but in their forgetting him they worship other things and they actively rebel against him and his word and so then you get you know this judgment and what do the people do rather than doing what jeremiah does they actually say come let us make plans against jeremiah for the teaching of the law by the priest will will not cease you know it's no we want to continue to hear those false prophets preaching those false things and that's a very rich you know a rich you know reminder it's not simply that we, you know, slowly grow indifferent to the things of the Lord. It's we are slowly attracted to other things. Mm-hmm. And so we have pursued other things and we've given our affections to other things, you know, as well. And that's why we were, you know, yesterday we just read that, you know, curses 
anyone who, who trusts in men rather than trusting, you know, in the Lord. And uh, those are the things, you know, that we trust of are things that are of this world and you know, things you know, from us. And it is it is a reminder. It's not just that we're indifferent to the things of the Lord. We give the affections that are due Him uh, to other things. Mm-hmm. Heavenly Father, we uh, we thank you for uh, you know the hard moment in the nation of Judah uh, because we experience hard moments as well. We thank you for the encouragement you've given them, especially if we are walking in your blessing and we take it for granted uh, that we need to. Uh, return to you in, in repentance. And if we were walking away from you, uh, we need to turn to you in repentance. Uh, you are the one, uh, as we read yesterday, who is our source and our strength and our hope and who offers us uh, the sustenance uh, to bear leaves and to bear fruit in season. And Father, may our hope be in you. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Amen.